Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robin Youssef, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Brick up, run your mouth. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. First and foremost, happy birthday to Mike Harrington, Woo! celebrating what what number is this? Uh, too many. Too many. 49. Well, it's just rude. (laughs) It's hard to place an age on a chubby face like Mike's, you know? Chubby chubby keeps you youthful. Sometimes you lose weight, and then all of a sudden you start seeing the wrinkles and people look their age. Anyways, the reason why um, no one else is here is I told them we were going to celebrate your birthday, and, you know, (laughs) Joseph Roberts was supposed to come through with the party supplies. I'm not sure where they are, which is we're off to a late start, but first topic I wanted to bring up for the evening is... As an adult celebrating a birthday, I personally do not celebrate birthdays. I do not invite people to celebrate birthdays because I don't want to have to go to your birthday shit. And so I feel like, I, how can I throw a party and have you come to mine? You're going to expect me to go to yours. I don't want to have to go to yours. So, you know, you're supposed to like make the world kind of the world that you want to live in. I want to live in a birthdayless party world. So I don't throw a party. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Mike, think, you, yeah. yeah. Robbie, who are you talking to? No, I'm, 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 oh, thank you. Introducing the guest. That's why we have Mike Harrington here to help me with my professionalism of the Run Your Mouth podcast. You know why? It's because everybody's welcome here, so we don't need to introduce people. They just, everyone feels at home here. Well, you might feel that way, but <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to because she's dead to me. I have, well, we'll get into that in a second. We have Alex from Broad Topics. Uh, please introduce yourself to the fine fans of the Run Your Mouth podcast. What's up, you guys? Glad to be here. For those of you who don't remember, Alex was actually on an episode a while back when we were trying to figure out how I could date um, Jeff Bezos' wife. That's right. Uh, we still, we're still working on the project behind the scenes. Don't think we've given up. We're, 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 we're I brainstorming. I imagine it's going really well, yeah. We're, we're doing what we can. Um, it's, it's, a long, it's a long game. It's a long con. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get quality puss like that off of one date no. or something. You really got to, you know, Nobody thought it, it would while. be done by now. I mean, come on. <laughs> So, Mike, you didn't even like make an attempt at, you know, doing it. You, you wanted the birthday to come and go as if it never happened. Oh, yeah. I wanted it to pass like a ship in the night. And what is your strategy in taking that approach? Uh, well, I don't tell a soul that my birthday is coming up. So I get a lot of like shock and like, you know, like the wait, wait, it's your birth. What? Oh, you like the surprised, the surprised punk rock attention. Like, oh, he, he likes to fe- he likes to feel like other people think that they missed his birthday and they have to like be apologetic about it and everything. Like, what? We didn't know. I'm sorry. We would have done something. Oh, you like the guilty Jew card. Yeah. You like getting a little a little guilt out of people. No, I mean, here's the thing. I hate doing stuff too. You know what I mean? Like, I hate the party thing. I hate going out. So, like, that energy that Alex was talking about of, like, oh, I wish we had done something is really all I'm looking for. But you for. actually, you you like going out. That's not your... I'm you're, furious. He's lying right now. He loves way, going out. You're way more sociable than I am. If I'm not being paid or it's not work-related, I'm not there. Yeah, but I don't want to host the party. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't like being the center of attention. There's a reason I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... I don't... I don't want it to be a thing about me. I love going to other people's shit. I love going out, supporting, enjoying things. But like, I don't know, somebody coming out to see me sounds like a lot of pressure. Okay. Fuck that. I agree. So that's the other thing yeah. with adult. I learned my lesson on that. You know, I when I was... The last two times I celebrate, celebrate a birthday, 22, I went out with one of my best friends with the idea that we were going to do 22 shots for my 22nd birthday. Good idea. Great idea. Only night I ever blacked out. And... Nice. 
I, I blacked out in hilarious fashion. We got, firstly, I don't know that we did the 22. I think we got close. The bar we were at kept clearing our shot glasses so we couldn't keep count, which was very disappointing. Oh, you got to take little uh, markers on your wrist. That's how the ladies do it. Like you, Every time you take a drink, you put a tally on your wrist so that by the end of the night, you're all fucked up. You get to look at your tally and be like, how fucked up am I? Now, I would think if you're like when you described that at first, I thought you were going in more ladylike that you're like, I'm going to keep count to make sure that I don't overdo it. Oh, no, no, you no. were you were going the opposite way of I'm such a fucking delinquent. I want to take pride at the end of the let's night. See, exactly how much I had. Let's see how full of fucking ink smeared ink my my wrist could be by the end of the night. That's the game. I I used, I love that when I go out and I have a good night of drinking. I love waking up the m- next morning and estimating how many drinks I had Ugh. to give myself props, like on the level of hungover that I am, mm-hmm. or how much I really consumed the night before, or like just that you kept it together at all. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the pride in how good. Here's the sickest thing I've done while drinking is um I've had nights where I've come back to my apartment hammered, taking care of serious business emails. I mean, like high level business emails. Woken up the first thing in the morning to look him over just to see, like, did I pull it off? That's a fun game. I've pulled it off every time. I'm a very good drunk. Good for you. Yeah. That shit's serious. When you're fucked up, something clicks in your head when you're doing something serious. And you're like, you zone into the most focused space you could ever possibly get into because you know that the stakes are high and that you're very fucked up. That's why driving should be legal. I agree. <laughs> you get like, in. You get into that focused space. You check space. your 10 and 2 and yeah. you fucking go in. and You actually yeah. are going the speed limit. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, that's the most focused drive I've ever Ever done so okay so here was the blackout me and my buddy we got on the subway at 12 a.m i remember we got on the subway at 12 a.m next thing i remember it's seven in the morning and we're walking up the stairs on the subway in queens and i go to my what the fuck happens the last seven hours <laughs> right like i know that we got on the subway at 12 a.m and i remember walking off looking at my clock at seven and i'm like what the fuck happened here and apparently we got on the subway. I got off at the next stop to throw up, right? Mm-hmm. Then we sat down on the benches. Which good for you for having the presence of mind to get yeah. off the train and throw up in, I a assume, garbage. a garbage. Yeah. yeah. I throw up very... That's another thing I give myself Really respectful for. to the city. I walk outside when I have to fart, and I throw up responsibly. I've never thrown You're up irresponsibly gentleman, Robbie. in my entire career of drinking. Harrington, where's the worst place you've ever thrown up while drinking? Oh boy! Uh, my own know. pants, somebody else's pants. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> on a chick that was on giving a you girl's head, vagina. That's got to be the worst. Getting head and throwing up on the chick who's giving you head. You can't top that in terms of bad. Oh, on her. He- so she's she's giving she's you down head and you throw up in and her you hair. Throw kind of up on her hair while she's blowing. Oh it. god, that's got to be that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, uh, in. My boy's, um, my buddy's mom's underwear drawer. Oh, that's pretty funny. Wait, that's pretty hilarious, yeah. though. Good like, for and, you, Mike. Wait, wait, and did you did you also file it away? Like, oh, just yeah. close it for them to find it another time. Oh, that's great. Dude, oh shit! It was in the front. Like by friend, I mean like kid who I fucking tortured in high school. Uh, and I found out he was having a party. Did not invite me because he was worried <laughs> that I would destroy his house would for do good. Something no, wait, wait. like that. So no. in other words, for good reason. Look, look. <laughs> yes. My thing is, at the end of the day, if you had invited me, it was to play poker. I'm poker over everything. So. I would have like shown up, played cards, fucking had a good night. But you left me sad alone to get hammered, and then I showed up drunk because I had nothing to do with my night, and I had no choice but to throw up on your mom's undies. I mean, I way beyond that. Like we were talking, I kicked in the back door of this kid's play. He was literally he locked the front door. He was running out the back to like 
go get help from the neighbors and uh he like opened the door i just kicked in his screen door and i'm like oh you're fucked now kid uh walked in immediately like cracked open a dutch like poured it in the stew his mom had made him oh, uh went and got the family camera but took pictures in- of my balls on every pillow so in the just house show- you showed up to be an asshole oh yeah oh putting dutch guts in someone's food i've never heard of that before but that's fucked up <laughs> Yeah, it was a monster. By the way, drinking for all those for all those kids out there listening. When you're in high school and you have that open house moment, it's very fun to attend other people's open houses. Never throw one; something always breaks. Mm -hmm. You never get away with it. If you have that open house, here's the way to do it: invite. You can't even invite your five best friends Mm -hmm. because one person's going to get out of hand. You got to invite the one or two friends who you actually really just want to be able to smoke weed and watch movies with and like it's amazing that you actually have a house to yourself or you just invite your girlfriend or you invite the two girls that you're trying to hook up with and the one other friend that's going to wing you no more than four people i'm with you it gets out of hand real easily eight people turns into 20 people like that cuz everybody invites another person yeah. and it's those Nobody, are the best times, though. Those are fucking yes, fun. Yes, it's the funnest when it's somebody else's house. Yeah. When you don't even realize how much adult, like, think about how much valuable stuff your parents just have in your house and how easy it is to put your hand on a painting, piss in a, like, it's so easy to fuck up, like, an adult's house. You don't want drunk kids in your house. I feel like Harrington had something on that. Oh, we had, like, maybe two a year when I was in high school. We would call them Paloozas, so it would be, like, <laughs> Neil a Palooza, and yeah. that would be the thing where, like... There was a massive open house and it ended up being like five or six different high schools around got a call about this party. So like uh, so once the, the word gets out kids, like that, all the public school kids yeah. from three different towns and it would be just there'd be this fights. A, you're That's wrecking, not even a home anymore. You're like, wrecking it's a war zone. Yeah. You're wrecking a house until the police show up. That's Basically, what that yeah. evening is. Yeah. yeah. It's but, like break what you can the cops are coming soon no it was like a rush for who's gonna steal the dvds yeah. um, i mean uh, even just as soon as you put a, a game of beer pong in a kitchen like in a real kitchen you're fucked yeah. like beer's going all over the place everything's getting fucked up like a light's oh, yeah. gonna get broken like someone's taking a shit on that kitchen floor a girl's gonna get punched <laughs> yes Jeez. yes <laughs> My town was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So coming back to the to the birthday thing. So 22, we did the 22 shots. That was fun. The following year, I was like, okay, we're not doing that again. But I was like, I got these two bars that I really like. I'm just going to hit up my friends last minute. Be like, I'm going to these two bars. Who wants to, like, if, if anyone's around, come, like, really, you know, really soft pitch. I didn't think any of them were showing up. None of them show up. I'm out drinking alone. I go to the one bar. It's pleasant. I go to the second bar. It's pleasant. Then one of my friends shames the other kids into, how the fuck did you not go out? So they came to join me after I was done drinking for the night. And then I had to entertain them like I wanted to. And I was like, that's the last time I try and do a birthday thing. On that note, Yosef, the other, the guy who, you know, occasionally does our podcast, um, when, when he turned 30, I think his wife even hit us up, our crew of like best friends to say, hey, let's do something for his 30th. And we all fucking flaked on him. And then we all just flaked on him like the biggest assholes. Like we just couldn't. He seems like somebody who celebrates a birthday. I know. He's the he's sweetest so guy. Nice. And he's the he's the funnest in our crew. He's like the fucking he's, nicest person I've ever met. He's the rallying point. And he's such a lovable, huggable guy. How you many, guys suck. What? How many times have you met Yosef, Alex? Oh, are we not talking about Joseph Roberts? No. Okay. Different Joseph. But you had the right vibe. But uh, <laughs> right vibe? Okay. You got, My bad. You had, you had the right vibe. And we just stood him up. So the point is, as an adult, it's a pain in the ass to go to other people's parties. So contribute to a better system. Don't throw parties for yourself. And also, 
you might find out that your friends don't really like you, which hurts. So why put it out there? Fair enough. All right. So I think we're, we're all in agreement. I'm with you. Yeah, birthdays you... birthdays bring me down. They remind me that I'm going to die. Yeah. Um. And usually, like, around the month of my birthday, I get a little bit depressed. I get so depressed yeah. on my birthday. New Year's and my birthday make me really, really depressed. Yeah, New Year's, too. It's another yeah. thing that's like, okay, what are we celebrating here? That we're all fucking getting older? That time is eluding us? I don't get yeah. it. It's also those, those like, the two nights where it'll hit me, dude, you're alone. You know, like, Oof. I don't want to date. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with other people. But, like, those are the two nights a year where it'll fucking hit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You can ignore Fuck those you things. Up. You can ignore those things year round. Yeah. But those two nights, it hits you. Or, like, those two nights, I'm also like, oh, I'm not going to have my parents here forever. Like, just dark shit. Oh, that's, that's really dark. Dark shit. Always. You know, I don't... I, don't, I yeah. It's an ice cold take. Like, for me, New Year's is just another, like, hey, you made it to the end of this one. Congrats. Okay. Oh, I got you. you I got you. I, mean? yeah. like, I find... I, I hear what you're saying. I find the other thing with birthdays is I do sometimes reflect on my unaccomplishments. And the, and then <sighs> yeah. as that number ticks your disappointments, up, yeah. as your number ticks up in age and you still have to carry the burden of what you feel like you haven't done, mm-hmm. that's that's the shit that hits me the hardest on birthdays. Yep. Which Harrington, obviously, I mean, a man of his accomplishments wouldn't have to confront thoughts yeah, like how that. How do you guys live your lives? <laughs> I have none of these thoughts. I oh. was like, oh, I got well wishes from my friends, people I haven't heard from in a while. Well, I, no, I, who would have thought that we were going to be the downers of the three oh, of us? When, uh, yeah. when somebody who I haven't heard from in a while wishes me a happy birthday i immediately get sad that i've lost connection with them and that this is the only time of year that they'll reach out oh you really you really go dark on birthdays dark all right well i think we've depressed the audience enough i think you guys need joy i think we've depressed the audience enough so let's move on from birthdays the point is you're an adult eat some cake and just buy it for yourself you don't have to share cake I've learned that as an adult. Just go buy yourself a birthday cake, blow out the candles. Eat the whole thing. Eat the whole fucking thing for yourself. Enjoy it. All right. Now, the reason we brought Alex in, and we like Alex, and I'm sure she's going to leave here tonight. Some of us do. We'll continue to be friends. We will, for sure. I'm sure we can resolve our conflicts and continue to work together at the Gas Digital Network and be pals. However. I think we're going to find out how well, how good of a mediator Robbie is today. Oh, I'm a world-class mediator. When it comes to resolving conflict and being a man of the people and spreading joy, that's what I bring to the table. All right. That's what I'm known for. People don't know me as a hostile kind of person a person who comes off with autism or lack of care and emotions that's not on that note I was taking an acting class the other day and they they were making me play a scene where like you had to like reflect on being in love with someone the week before I had to call someone a dumb bitch I'm like I got this Mm -hmm. I nailed that part right Mm -hmm. when it came to this one I wasn't doing that well and the guy said to me the acting teacher he doesn't know me and he's like listen if you can't like like think of someone you love just like think of a dog or a pet and I just started to crack up like I just thought it was hilarious and he's like why I was like I can't I like you don't even know me it's hilarious that you also think I'm just not a human being <laughs> like I didn't know that I really gave off that vibe so universally oh shit I'm <laughs> Wait, sorry Rob. can I tell you one more funny thing about this act class the week before uh, I was there I got up on stage and I was wearing my hat and the guy's like uh, you got to take your hat off. And I'm like, do I really have to? <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah. And then like, I'm okay with it, but I'm like, I'm going to make this entire room feel uncomfortable in two seconds. You know what I mean? Like they're all just going to feel you really, really, you feel that way. Just why? Well, it was worse last week because it's that moment where like, it's like calling a fat chick, like, like asking a fat chick if she's pregnant kind of thing. Like, like it doesn't look appealing. I clearly had the hat on because it's patchy and gross 
and then you make me remove the like we so all have to So you feel like live. when you remove a hat, you have a moment of everybody being like, "Oh, he's balding." Yes. Oh and shit, then, that and then, sucks. And then they have to like confront death and aging. They're like, "Oh, I, this process sucks." I have to tell you, I don't know that that's what I, people are thinking when you take your hat off. I think you could go easy on yourself. No, I think I bummed out the whole room. God damn. But enough about me and my hair and my insecurities. We're holding defamation court. So what you might not know is this is the Peace and Prosperity podcast <sighs> where we got in trouble. Another show claimed that we were defaming them and had content of ours removed and we're actually the anti-defamers. That's what we stand for. We try and get out there, promote peace and prosperity and make sure that no one's speaking ill will towards anybody. That's the world we want to live in is free of not not like not niceness. Like if you're not nice, we're going to call you out on your not niceness. I respect that. So Mike Harrington, our fine producer, birthday boy, um, I don't know what other, what else do Related birthday boy. Belated birthday boy. Let's not give him the whole week. Bearded man recently turned 31. Okay. Does, well, does, I'm, I'm, you know, you couldn't make it in yesterday, so good to see you a day see, after my birthday, Alex. He's got such grandma see, Jew energy. He, he, he just wants just you said, to feel guilty. He literally just said that he didn't care about birthdays, didn't want know, anyone now, to acknowledge them. And now and he's now, already pouring the guilt on us. Yep. Wait, why? I'm not supposed to be taking her side here. I'm supposed to be rallying <laughs> and mitigating. Ar- his fucking argument <laughs> It's already falling okay. apart. I'm incapable of getting people on my side. No, I'm no, no. unlikable. That's I'm here my for you. thing. We're going to sort this out. <laughs> so Mike Harrington feels that he was defamed on the Broad Topics podcast by both you and your co-host, Kim Congdon. So we're going to address these allegations. Clear the air. So Mike, Mike, why don't you go first and let us know what what was the definite what was the defamation? Can I just what say happened? the episode is called Wishy Washy Wedding? If you're interested in going back and downloading <laughs> Can it, you give us a, a timestamp. Really Can you great, let us know the exact moment? I'm pretty sure it happens all throughout the episode. It's, it's a very good episode. episode. Yeah, go I back, think, give it a listen. I, I think she just she so admit that Mike was defamed throughout an entire episode of a podcast. I think that Kimberly and I spoke the truth about Mike Harrington during an episode of a podcast, and we mentioned things that are true and that we also love about him. Okay, so why don't we start with what you love about Mike? Let's let's start this on a friendly tone as opposed to getting into the defamation. What were the nice what were what were some of the nice character character traits about Mike that you wanted to share with your fan base? Oh, well. All right, we can I come think... back to it. I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a stumper. I get it. Okay. When you we weren't son here, of a bitch, Robin. <laughs> and we weren't here to I try and... a solo shot on her. I wanted to keep that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted to be able to have that to play to yourself late at night? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't want to I want you to be able to walk away with the audio that you wanted. So Alex, why don't you give no, one or no, two? No, it's over. No. Okay. I'm always going to cry thinking of this moment. So, what we really need to do is address the defamation. I think what you're trying to say right now is that if it was honest, even if it was disparaging to Mike, if it was honest, we can't classify it as defamation and it was fair to bring up on a podcast. Precisely. Okay, Mike, do you take issue with what was said there? Like, do you think what was said might have been honest and if it was honest, you don't take issue with it? Or was it straight up defamation and that it wasn't even true? Well, yeah, that's where the defamation comes in is because they put a matter of opinion, right? Like their own theory in my head. Right. Okay. Which is like you're you're putting that on me. And that feels to me very much like defamation. Can I ask what what our opinion was about and what it was? I'll ask the hard hitting <laughs> questions around here. Oh. Whose show do you think you on? Now, Mike, what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, yes. I would like to know what these harsh opinions were of Mike 
And maybe we can get to the bottom and to whether or not they were defamation and what Mike might be able to do to clear up his good name with the fans. All right, wait a second. Welcome to the show. We got Joseph Roberts. My boy. Who showed up with cake. That's why he was Aww. late. He's got cake for... For, uh, for who? He's a sweetheart. For you, for your birthday, birthday, buddy. Mike. We got your birthday cake. That's Mikey not just Harrington. your own cake? No, why would someone show <laughs> I up? I assume Joseph Roberts always has an ice cream cake That's on why him. this is the ADD yeah. that our show has. Okay. In all seriousness, what was what was said that was disparaging towards Mike? Okay. As I recall, um, we were going over an incident that occurred at a poker table at Mohegan Sun. Uh, where Lewis and Kim and I walked into the poker room to find Mike Harrington. And as we approached him from behind, he went all in immediately, which we... Can we pause can I yes. Pause for one second? Mike, when you went all in, what I feel like might have happened here as another degenerate was you were being told in your head, oh shit, they might tell me, take me away from the table. I'm not done gambling. I better go all in here so at least I can get my last thrill, maybe walk away with everything or nothing because you're cutting my gambling time short. Is that what happened? Nope, not even a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, they had another theory on the matter. Okay. Well, w- Which is where my main point of contention okay, wait, was. Okay, so, so let, let's, hear, let's hear the theory out. Okay, continue. I, I actually don't, I, I don't recall the theory that Mike is uh, referring to, so oh. I'm interested uh, in that. Well, this is where, this is genuinely can I, can, what... Can, can I also just pause for one second? Yeah. It feels like this wasn't even something that was that mean that was said. You just take so much pride in the way you gamble that you're like, we have to clarify. <laughs> like, like that's we that's where you feel disparaged. Like, he, they probably said the worst things. worst things And the about one thing Mike you Harrington. were offended by was that they questioned your gambling habits. We have called him some horrifying things on the show. And that was fine. You called him, you, you said he's a, of low character. You said he's a sad sack. You said he can't handle his job well. None of that was defamation. Apparently. But when you questioned his poker playing, that's when we, that's when Harrington took issue. That's where you were really attacking his character. So lay it on us, Mr. Harrington. What was said? There's few things I take pride in more than my ability so, to play poker at a high level. I remember okay. more details now. Okay. He argued with the dealer at one of the poker tables when she Wrong. said to put his phone yeah. away. That he and, he and she was like, put put your phone away. And he Definition. said, I thought it's okay to do that if you're... Um, if while you're shuffling and she got upset and she's like, no, it's not. And he's starting back. He's like, no, but I thought and it's like, just get up, just get up and look at your phone over there. Like it was, it was bananas that happened. Um, also at that, at the first poker table that you were at, you had an argument with a guy, like while the hand was going, you were like trying to tell him that he was doing the wrong thing for you. So I got insanity. I got to interject here and say, you're not, you're not really a gambler. None of that's flagrant to me. You're sitting in a seat. You want to create good juju for yourself. And part of the good juju is firstly, sometimes it's just fun to sit at a poker table and argue with people. It's busting balls. But if a dude's doing something like you're not supposed to do and he's throwing off your vibe, you're trying to get good vibes. You want to win hands. You got to call that motherfucker out. No questions. Also, getting up from your seat for anything. Dude, I've been at a craps table where I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to piss myself, but we're on a fucking roll. I am not leaving. Even even when like it turns around, you you're like- You say a craps table? Like, uh, no, craps. Like, oh, like I thought you meant like a bunch food? of food no, no, where you're just like, myself. I'm not leaving this bitch until I get all, until I got my winnings. I ain't leaving this bitch. I'm hot right yeah, now. The, crab, the crabs are out right now. I'm not leaving this table until I eat all that shit. No. 
I'm saying there is there is a, like a zone that you're in in your head and it's false and you end up losing all your money. But sometimes they're sitting there and you're like, I need my good juju. So even though Mike does have that thing where he'll be a little argumentative about complete nonsense for no reason, he'll go on and on about it and he will never admit that he's wrong. This is not one of those examples. Okay. Thank you, Robbie Bernstein. I, I think we might have also brought up the fact that he plays poker with um, alternating when he gets like annoyed or he's trying to like not show his, his poker face tell. or whatever. He's got a clear tell. He'll put his sunglasses on <laughs> and then put his headphones on. <laughs> and he just sits at the poker table like that with sunglasses Oh, that's the look. <laughs> that's the look. That's just intimidating. Tell me what I'm thinking right now. He looks like... No, he, no, no, Alex. Tell me what I'm thinking. But I'm You're wrong. Thinking? Sitting at a poker yeah. table with a with a group of old dudes, it just <laughs> it sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. It's also, noticeable, and I can't help it. I'm gonna say something about it on my also, podcast. Was it was it like a low limit table? Because if you're doing that at like a one two limit. <laughs> <laughs> One two limit, yeah, like a one two limit, playing just for nickels, paying, Jesus. paying for nickels with headphones and glasses on. Then like. No, so to be honest with you, the hand that Alex walked up into at the time already had over four hundred dollars invested into it. Now I got this is before any actions were made in the second round of now I got a question for Harrington. Yes, sir. What's going on that they're bothering you at the poker table? No, we well, needed acid. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's so much. okay. You know what's funny Fair. about that? Because I was going to say a man's involved in his vice, and we all get a little bit particular when you're involved in your vice. It's almost like your poker or whatever you're like, that's your private time. So I was going to get upset at you. How dare you disturb him the way he's pursuing his vice, even if he's got weird Kirks in it? But then you came in that I was trying to pursue my vice. So yeah. you were butting vices. Here's what really happened, Harrington <laughs> you're a bit of a weirdo. You're involved in your poker playing and you're like in the moment and they just they just witnessed you when you were in your element in your moment. That's exactly what happened. And, and it's, we, that's supposed to be a private time almost. It touched us. It touched a nerve in our brains and we were like, we will remember that and speak of it in the future. Mike Harrington right. is a force. Does that make you feel good? But you see, no. I don't have a problem with it. Did you win the hand? No. Because they're bad juju. No, it was They threw you off. It had nothing to do with Juju. And this is like and this is where I like I nerd out on the on like high level like poker thinking here. And like I was in I was in a fucking optimal situation, right? I had like the amount of money I stood to make shoving all my chips in at that point was like I was in the perfect situation. Can you I, I play poker? Can okay. Give so, us a breakdown on the hand. Um I'm sitting there, I got uh King Ten offsuit. Okay. Right. Uh, flop comes out ten seven seven. Okay. Wait. Wait. Oh no. Sorry. Ten ten seven. Let's take it a step back. King ten offsuit. Mm -hmm. Is there any raising before the flop? Uh, yeah. Pre flop, I actually raised it up to fifteen because it was pretty stale back to me. One ahead of the button, so I was like, yeah, let's fucking mix it up here. See who's real. Get the bullshit out of there. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Nobody raised it after that, so it was just limp, limp. Um, okay. And it was me. I think there was five to the flop. So almost the entire table's in on the hand, and you've got a king ten offsuit. Yeah. Okay. Flop comes out. What's there? Uh, ten ten seven. Okay. So you got three. Yeah, you got the nut at that point. Unless someone has a ten seven, essentially. Well, I rolled up. Yeah. So I rolled up in the trips. I'm sitting there with the second best kicker on the board. What What were the uh, What were the colors? Two like? diamonds, one spade. I think. Okay, so right. there, so there's a potential flush. Potential flush. Out yeah. There, right. Okay. So I uh, I sit there and I'm like, all right, I'm not slow playing this. I already made my read on the table. The guy who sat down across from me had just come from a two five table that broke. He was already up about two k and was just trying to bully people. Mm -hmm. So 
He came along. I made an initial $50 raise. He went up to 100 The guy behind uh, in the middle of us was sitting there hemming and hawing for like, I don't know, two, three minutes. He finally calls. And right. now when does Alex arrive and ruin your moment? Uh, after this round of betting. Right? Oh, okay. So I call now. So we there's a significant amount of money in the pot. Um you know, and the next card comes out. It was uh, it was total brick. Um, I think it might have been, I don't know, the two of two of uh, clubs. So and then is that when you put on your sunglasses? No. So Alex and Alex and Kim headphones are already uh, on. What song are you listening to? Like Rocky music? Wasn't listening to anything yet. Oh. I was like totally engaged in the table. So uh, this is what I'm saying. Like I had to sit down and like my idea was I had three hours to play. So I had to sit down immediately create a table image that I'm a strong, aggressive player. Uh, I'm not kidding. Like I sat down there and like, this raised is what drives me crazy. This is what fucking wait, wait, drives too. me crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like comedy. Like you have a poker table persona yeah. and you're like, I got to show up and like, I need to figure out the best way to extract as much money as I can from this table of nine people in as little time as I can. And okay. we're supposed to see it and leave it alone. No, it wasn't. It was not about seeing it and it's leaving like, it alone. Like, listen, that's his persona. I know. You're shitting on his on it's his poker persona. Hilarious. Okay, so I'm sorry. You sit down. You got your poker persona. Yeah. You, you got, and not just that. You're bringing props. Poker Mike. You're bringing your props to make sure that the persona comes across. But it's also like I'm busting these guys' balls at every turn. You know, if like this guy made a bad call, like I'm letting him know it. I want to get under people's skin. Like I okay. really want to rub people and the wrong is. way. Everybody at the table is like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you. <laughs> You asshole. I can't look listen to you. I don't I'm gonna leave this table. So, like So you're being purposefully unlikable yeah. to try and get to under their skin the hands that they and, shouldn't and be get in. them to, to place more bets. Okay. Right. So in, I get it. in the exact situation that I was in, I wasn't concerned with the guy to my right because well for reasons, I was a little bit out of my element. I was mostly concerned with the guy across from me who I knew was trying to bully the table. He raised me initially. Right. I checked to him, right? Just see what he does. He gives me this blank look and doesn't immediately fire. I knew at that moment he didn't have it. I put him on two pair, probably with a flush draw. So he tries to bet something to scare me off. The other guy, again, at this point, this is actually what fucked me up. Alex and Kim walked up. So I completely forgot this guy was in the hand. Okay. This guy to like my right. So they threw you off a little bit. So I thought it was me versus this All right, So dude now let's get to the punchline. So you lose the hand. I jam on him and me and him go at it. Me and this guy start screaming at each other mm -hmm. for like probably like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know you're not going to fucking call. Put your fucking cards down. You're wasting everyone's time. I only have a couple hours. I'd like to go talk to my friends. Can you just fold? I know you're going to fold. And he's, oh, I might call. I'm like, dude, I know what you have. There's no fucking way you're calling. And Alex and Kim were like, oh, yeah, he was trying to like big dick and fucking show off how big. I'm like, no, I was trying to get this fucking guy out of the hand and I wanted but to scare to the guy clear, to my right. We didn't say that then. We said that on our podcast. Right. No, no, no. no. You did say that as you, Kim said that as she walked up. She's like, oh, look at Harrington trying to show off in front of Alex. Yeah, Lewis and Kim oh, said that. my God. Which okay. is not my fault. That has nothing to do with me. All right. Well, you're here representing broad topics. Let's let's stay on topic here and just try and address the defamation of Mike. I, I still don't Her see where the defamation Mike Harrington's comes in. character of playing poker. Okay, so yeah. you get you get on your podcast and you tell the story about how he showed up to a casual poker game at a casino wearing glasses, headphones, yelling at the other players and making and trying a to scene, big dick everyone. Yeah, and trying to big dick everybody. And you feel like... And he they, just told the story about it and is acting like it's a different you thing. You just feel like they missed out on the insight <laughs> that that is an actual strategy of yours to get people to play bad hands because they want to take your money because you're being a prick. 
Yeah, I mean, in that in that scenario with that specific guy, yes. My biggest issue with well them now good, was but... that you said you're you're like, and you reiterated this on the podcast that I, I was trying to show off by going all in, and that's not how I play poker. I do not let my emotions get involved to that level. Okay, when so... I'm playing cards, and that is defamation. I think that this entire bit's gone on a little too long and is kind of confusing. <laughs> but what I am most amazed by is that Harrington is not offended by anything that happened in that podcast except the questioning of his incredible poker prowess. Now, we can we can settle that right here, right now, as to whether or not it's defamation. And I think the facts would be in your track record as a poker player. And now, how many years would you say you've been playing poker for? Since high school? Yeah, like 15, 15 okay, years. Okay, so. in your course of 15 years, overall money, over under total, meaning if you just had the worst month of your life and you're down, you're down. I want to know, 15 years, how much do you think you're up from playing poker? Uh, probably 80,000, 90,000, okay. probably more. So I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm gonna rule defamation. Please go. Thank you, if Ryan. the man's made it, listen. Woo! It's a ridiculous thing to take offense in. No, that's fine. And you guys can trash the person for being a weirdo. I'm okay with defaming Mike Harrington. <laughs> if I've done it before, I will fucking do it again. <laughs> Listen to it right here. No, that wasn't the point I'm of this bit at all. I'm not We're trying mad to clear that up you're the defamation. declared that I've de- defamed him. I'm actually this, sort of proud. No, this isn't working. You're supposed to feel bad. You're supposed to apologize. Here, Robbie. That's not working Robbie, at all. You said this was a safe space. The whole point of this is that if people defame, they got to apologize and you got to be able to feel better about yourself. If this you isn't working out at all. More defaming of Mike Harrington. Listen to Broad <laughs> Topics podcast, past episodes, future episodes, current episodes. Ooh, you're not allowed Check to just own show. your defamation. If you come into defamation court, you got to apologize for having defamed somebody. You're owning it. Okay, what was the episode? Just so just so they could hear the other things he wasn't offended about. This particular episode is called yeah. Wishy Washy Wedding. It's got to be around like 48 or so. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you can come in again and, you know, further clarify whether or not something was defamation. This was a lot of fun. Round of applause for Alex hanging out with us. Thanks hanging for having out, me, guys. coming into defamation court. All right. Next thing that we got lined up is uh, we do have a couple callers calling into the show. Uh, we put out the call to the people to, if government's gone in the way of industry and the business that you're trying to build, we want to hear from you. But uh, before we make that call, let's... Uh, Let's go around the horn. How, how was your day at work? I know you got bogged down and shit. You, you, you know, uh, not bad. Uh, I'm working. I got a new job. I'm working at a junk company. Joseph Roberts a working man now. Working man. Nine p.m., nine thirty, ten p.m. He can't get off the clock and come in for. A, he's a working man. Yeah, I had a. Uh, he's over, out in Staten Island. Had a twelve-hour day today. Twelve. That's a. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gonna get some overtime. Nice. You know. Uh, got a hundred fifty dollar uh, tip. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was nice out of nowhere. Cash tip. Yeah. yeah it's a nice Italian great. man. Yeah. I like those kind of jobs, the moving moving stuff around. Yeah, it's not bad. I go in Lugging there and garbage. I see him like, hey, I'm going to take this shit out of here. You're going to give me this money. No? Yeah. All right, well, do it for a little less then. <laughs> you got a big dick, I mean, but you got to make that sure that shit goes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you wasted your whole day going to a job site and not doing the work. Some people, you know, they got the money. They don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up? That's all right. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Um, so who do we got lined up? Who's the first call? I think we're going to go with Sean first. Okay. Uh, Welcome <laughs> to the show, Sean. It is a pleasure to have you with us. And you said that you had some good intel for us on the 
scam that is the American health insurance system. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have any like actual expertise in the field? And feel free to lie to us. <laughs> Perfect, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, so I, I've worked in the healthcare field for about six years, um, fire EMS, and then working for a pretty large hospital system, both in emergency medicine and doing some community outreach programs. And I've learned about kind of how the billing works and how how the scam that is absolutely that is uh, health insurance operates. So I like this because I was the one saying that the that this billing system is a total racket. It seems to me like they will just jack up prices. And then essentially there's no insurance company that's paying those price. Like there's just a total fictional price level of what things cost that nobody ever actually pays. Right. Well, that's what has to happen anytime you don't have a free market. You know, you end up with just a bunch of false walls and nobody knows what's going on. And what you had mentioned in the show with the lab work that you had done, right? And you said, why is it that there's a different price for a cash payment versus insurance? That's really what I wanted to point out is there's actually a huge difference between cash payment, insurance, and then what the insurance will actually pay, Medicare and what Medicare will actually pay, and Medicaid and what Medicaid will actually pay. Well, I assumed that, firstly, I know Medicaid pays less than your insurance company, but I assume if I see a bill from the hospital, let's just say for $1,000, I know the insurance company is not paying $1,000. Nobody's paying $1,000. You know what I mean? Like That's just what they kind of claim the bill to be. Right. So here's, I can kind of explain how that works though. So yeah, lay it on us. You have, a, or I'll a just continue to make shit up. We could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can do that. That's fine. No. So there's this thing called the specialty society relative value scale update committee, which sounds sketchy wait, wait, as fuck. Yeah. You got to say that is. again. Say it again. Specialty society relative value upscale update committee. Yeah, shield from the Avengers. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. 31 physicians made back in 1991 that, quote unquote, volunteered their time to sit at a round table and hash out pricing for, um, you know, a Q-tip that's used in the hospital to how much a surgeon can charge per hour. So you have this little bureaucratic agency. So it's essentially centralized pricing. Like they don't exactly. use, they don't use a free market for a pricing mechanism. They have a person, like a person can just clarify that a Q-tip costs $500, even though that like the free market, I can just go buy a Q-tip for, you know, pennies, especially if it's right. already been in someone's ear. It's practically free at that <laughs> point. Yeah. You can buy them free. That's yeah. Obamacare. So <laughs> that is Obamacare. Exactly. So this, this little committee sits there and figures out pricing for everything. But the best part is no one actually uses that pricing. It's just a base point. So like you were saying, uh, let's say an ambulance and I take someone to the hospital and it costs them $1,500. Like you said, no one actually $100. But the reason we have to bill it like that is because paying it, but at least we can get some from the people with private insurance. Because a Medicaid patient, which is a lot of our patients, especially in EMS and the emergency rooms, you know, we're going to get maybe 25 cents on the dollar, if that. And it's usually considerably less than that. Some In some cities, an ambulance ride, you might only get like 35 to $50. Well, I can afford just to use that like Uber at that point. <laughs> exactly. And that's <laughs> you know what they people do. who are but, just you know, like, yeah. Because they're not paying the $35. And that's the whole problem with the system is that anytime you don't just discount something, you give it to them, it's absolutely free. There's no it anymore. So I think... 
I agree with you on that. I don't think anything should just be totally free. Um, I had Medicaid. At, what, did I have Medicaid? Yeah, I had Medicaid at one point about like seven years ago. I was real broke. Recent, mm-hmm. No, I wasn't even. I don't remember what my job was, but I was like super poor and I was eligible for Medicaid. Nice. And yeah, I mean, that's living. That's like if you can make your rent and have a little bit of money for food and be poor enough for Medicaid, that's like. No, the, I had that, that bullshit insurance I'd like to give out at the mall and shit. I, I had that for a couple of years. Yeah. I'm on it right now. What, yeah. Medicaid? Yeah, I'm on there that you go. shit right Here, now. Here's the, by the way, here's the best grift in the system. I'm not telling anyone to do anything illegal. Don't do this. But here's the absolute best grift in the system. You're poor enough for Medicaid at a job that pays you the max until what would do that, right? On top of that, you then work like a cash-like bartending job that's totally off the books. Then, with your Medicaid, you go to see a psychiatrist and you get the max prescription for both Adderall and Xanax and you pay that on the side. You just you sell all that shit. You can make an additional 1500 bucks a month just off those medications. Can I write this down? You're living a good lifestyle. You could break, you could be like living the lifestyle of someone who's making like, you know, 80 grand a year. Most of it cash off the books. Um, so, Sean, that's what you were coming to recommend to our listeners, right? Yeah, I'm not recommending that. <laughs> Definitely can't get behind that. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. So, you're saying a big part of the problem is that since everything is just free, people will go to the emergency room or call ambulances for, like, hey, my back itches. Like, you know, just total nonsense because there's no, no out-of-pocket. I, yeah, I mean, I've gone on calls for toe pain at 3 in the morning. Like, this happens all the time. And it... Generally, it ends up being someone just wants a ride to another party to buy drugs. Like, that's actually something that happens constantly. What? And because, nice. yes, exactly. And because we can't turn anyone away, right? Because we're the government, then you're stuck. So if a you're junkie, so, if a junkie calls an ant, like, and then he, and then he can get in and go like, Hey, I don't even want to go to the hospital. Can you just take me to Bill's house? <laughs> like, how does that work? No, it's cool. So we can't kidnap people, right? So what happens is you get to a certain place and they're looking out the window. They see where we are and then they'll just say, stop the ambulance. I need to get out right now. Can't stop them. I thought they were finding drug dealers that lived around the hospital. (laughs) No, that's fucking brilliant. You call the ambulance. You know the ambulance's route. You can't afford to get somewhere. You're too lazy to walk. The second you say to the ambulance, hey, I want to get out of here, they're not allowed to hold you against your will. I'm going to be honest. That's how I'm getting here every no. week from now on. <laughs> now, why is that a rule? I would think that there's something to if you give yourself over to like a, a healthcare professional and like they strap you into a thing, like for legal reasons, you can't let them out until you, you know, like, do you make them sign a waiver against their health that they're leaving under their own, like, you know, choice? How does that? I, I would think there's some legality of if you check yourself in you have to let the hospital kind of, you know, run its tests or whatever. Yeah, it's like AMA paperwork. You know, I'd have someone sign a form, but I still can't keep them there. Wow. So how often does that really happen to you? Oh, a lot. It happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Junkies junkies are fucking clever, man. They know their shit, They will figure out these little... All right, so... Okay. And are there any other, you know, healthcare problems you want to expose to our listeners? Give us the inside scoop on. Yeah. So I guess that's the big thing is the way to get around all this. You know, you paid a certain amount because you were, you know, paying with cash, but you would have paid a lot less if you had the cheapest insurance plan you could possibly find with the highest deductible ever and then just pay a cash payment because you're still benefiting from the group pricing of that insurance company. So... Oh, because in other words, the price that I get from them will be the price that the insurance company has negotiated. And even if I'm negotiating exactly. a settlement, my personal settlement settlement is going to be higher than what the insurance company can negotiate for me. Is that what you're saying? 
Right. You were surprised that they rattled off 50% off, but no, I mean, they that's were at, way more than they would have been getting. They rattled off 70%. But oh, you're 70% saying, off? Yeah, yeah, but you're saying that the... That's still probably more. Is probably more than what they would have billed to the insurance company. Well, they would have billed the whole thing, and then the insurance company gets to just decide whatever they want to pay back. So they could decide, yeah, I'm going to give you $50 for this $1,000 bill, and you're out of luck. And, oh, I didn't realize that. So in terms of meeting your deductible, if you have insurance with high deductible, the insurance has to pays the bill first, and then you basically got to pay your insurance company. Yeah, so it would get negotiated out by, you know, rate the hospital and that insurance company has worked out and have the option of just paying cash for it. You mean I have the option? I have... I have the option of just paying cash through the insurance company. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that was that. That's pretty. That's a pretty good take. So, okay. Just to kind of recap, if you're looking for crack late at night and you don't have a ride, fuck yeah. Call uh, an ambulance. Don't give them any real information. They're not allowed not to. How does that work in terms of giving you guys information? When I'll I tell get them in? who I am. No, no, you don't want to tell them who you. How how does that work so that you well, can't like you, you know insurance. track down or send a bill or whatever the patient has insurance or not no no we got a lot of crackheads I mean, listening to... to the show and they're going to want to use this ambulance oh, sure. free service so when right, i first right. have the ambulance come and pick me up how do i get them to take me to the hospital without having to give them real information that's going to lead to receiving a bill well most ambulances don't use electronic or at least they're not going to be putting it in at the time they pick you up so it really doesn't matter what name you tell them you know no, just that, say you're crackheads the they Cox. don't have Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in other words, you call an ambulance, you give them fake information, they start driving you to the hospital. Midway, you go, you know what? I don't want to go to the hospital. They got to let you out. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you're good. And if you and if you don't let somebody out, they can theoretically sue you for kidnapping. Oh hell yeah! That's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. You either right. get your crack or you get a settlement. Or you yep. get a settlement. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. Kids, if you're listening to this, I hope you take note on that one. And the other one is your best option for healthcare is the high deductible plan where you end up paying cash settlements to the hospital if you end up using care. Any other grifts for us? These are pretty good. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, really, the whole purpose of Obamacare was to get people that don't need insurance so that it could be sustainable for everybody else. Way around that is just getting the absolute cheapest insurance and I'll pay it out of pocket. You're good to go. Yeah. Go for that. Like the, the bronze, whatever, you know, shitty plan thing you think. Yeah. Or even some of those, um, there's different like sharing groups out there. Like I just did one. I just did the, uh, I just did the ministry health. I I gotta actually look up which one it is. Liberty health chair, I think is the one I just got. And I got it because a lot of libertarians were telling me it's pretty good. And I just had to, cool. you know, they like, don't know what they're talking. I'm about. on a Christian conservative podcast. So I just had to <laughs> affirm my faith in our Lord and, you know, our Lord in Christ and tell them about the healthy lifestyle I live of, you know, eating clean and exercising daily and being drug free yeah, and not having sex out of marriage. Just I just had to let them know, you know, these little pieces about the way that I live my life. And they gave me Liberty Health Share. Nice. And if any Perfect. of you motherfuckers go and write them. <laughs> 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 All right, my man. Anything that you want to plug? Anything like uh, where where in the where in the world are you? Are you with the creepy farm boy or like where where, where do you live? <laughs> no. Yeah, that dude was nuts. No, I'm. Up- <laughs> yeah, you know how fuck sheep. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, you that from? was crazy. Where are you from, dude? <laughs> yeah, I live in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Cleveland's oh, that's cool. normal. Yeah, that that's so no no sheep. Yeah, other other animals, but no sheep. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you get my other animal? Plug the podcast. All right, go ahead. Plug your pod, man. All right, it's uh, Libertarian the L.E. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. No, 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 no. I don't know what that was. Legitimately, give yourself a plug. One more. We got a, we got a ding. <laughs> I mean, your dog apparently doesn't want you to share it, but <laughs> we're, <Man>. we're, <laughs> we are game. Leo is the podcast. Liber- oh, you said that fast. Libleo.com. <laughs> Wait, wait. I, I, LibertarianLeo.com? Was that what it was? And LibLeo.com, yes. Yep. Okay, and what what is the podcast about? Is it more, you know, healthcare scams for our fans? Oh, some of that for sure. I do it with a buddy who's a police officer. So we get into some pretty interesting libertarian discussions. Does he have, like, ways stuff. to get out of shit? Yeah. Oh, does, I'm sure, yeah. Does he have, like, out. advice like you do? All right, Good. not bad. Yeah. Thanks, man. The uh, I'm sure you'll pick up a couple listeners. Go check him out. Sounds like a nice enough fellow. And uh, he gave us some good insights on the healthcare. We appreciate you coming on. Have a good one, dude. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Robbie. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. You keep having guests that are changing my life. <laughs> Between like the health guy, this yeah, guy. I like it. Thank so uh, Joseph Roberts, he had a good find for us in terms of some content. <laughs> what is it that we're going to be watching here? Yeah, Joe, well, what's this great find that you well, found? Well, I, I found this thing. Uh, there's this uh, Nazi in Union Square Park. And, okay. Uh, you not, know, the, not the best spot to be getting your Naziing on. No, but I mean, it is a square park, so right. where else are you going to do it? Fucking squares. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Nazis, they, they fit in the square. Like, if it's a circle park, Well, the swastika is basically sense. a square yeah, without the angle. Oh, you're saying it's you very angular. Yeah. But the swastika is within a circle, so it would make more sense to be doing your it doesn't Nazi have to within be. a circle. Yeah, you when I carved it into bathroom stalls, I don't put yeah, a circle. No one you don't put a circle. It's no. not complete without the circle. No, no, you're wrong. Without the circle, people don't even is know what you're true? talking about. Have I been drawing improper swastikas? Not right. No, that's not even anti-Semitic. It's a sign of peace if you don't have the circle. The circle completes. No, the dots make it the peace. The dots make it. No, it's actually the peace one is in reverse. The peace and it got dots. Don't don't tell me it ain't got no dots. It might have dots. I'm just telling you. It's also the big. The big thing is that it's in reverse. Well, it's because they write backwards over there. Man, I'm the worst Nazi. I didn't know any of this. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta you gotta do more of your Nazi research. (laughs) Okay, Joseph Roberts has this incredible find for us (laughs) of a Nazi in a square park. Hit it for us, Mr. Harrington. So what? So you see him, he's got a flag, and he's like, why are you hiding your faces? Keep pausing for a second. That's a very brown Nazi, for one. For two is, what the fuck kind of Nazi uniform is that? (laughs) I want to say it's a uniform. I mean, that's like... uh, Yeah, it's casual Friday. Just wear whatever. (laughs) And it, what what an ugly! He kind of looks like a like he's wearing a John Belushi mask. <laughs> <laughs> he leather faced John Belushi. Yeah, he leather faced John Belushi. Okay, so chubby guy wearing a jacket, tie doesn't really ma- match the shirt. Little oh, too little too fat for that that's shirt. Like, that's early nineties power tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at those things, dude. So, that dude's got big dick energy. Let's just, <laughs> yo, he looks like he should be dealing blackjack in Vegas in that fucking tie. Okay, <laughs> like that's what those vests are made out of. Even if you took away all. The Nazi stuff. This guy still just looks all the like a Nazi total stuff. Dush. You want to hit him regardless. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. It's like you don't even need to have that Nazi flag for me to look at this guy and go, "Grade A douche." He would have got eggs regardless. He just <laughs> yeah. happened to be a Nazi. He just happened to have the Nazi flag. All right, hit him. Faces Sunglasses on a cloudy day. No, 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 I just don't want anybody. <laughs> guy behind him. Here he comes. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I listen to him giggle as he gets chased down, <laughs> and other people jump in. The Nazi rolls out of it like a fucking ninja. Did you see that? <laughs> they give ninja training. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And now someone else has the flag. <laughs> Holy shit. Why would they assault that man's flag? <laughs> He's right there. He's right there. I'm, I'm a little yeah, disappointed that that didn't turn into a full-out fight or the Nazi getting beat oh. up. Oh, it looks like it cut out It cut out a little bit early there. Yeah, it cut out right, right when she said, watch out. Is there a secondary footage of There's the Nazi? There's an eight-minute video. Yo, yeah, a fight was breaking out there. Holy yeah, shit. Why? All right, I got to find the extended video here. Give me a second. We boy. watched the boring part of that video. <laughs> well, the egg, you can't call it egg boring. The, the, the egg's what started. Really that's the, the shot heard around the world. Uh, he, like that's, egg on the back of the head. Uh, that's what I hated. Back of the head. He had that gay little hat on. It ain't going to fucking make too much of a yeah, difference. Yeah, I want to I see a guy take an egg to the face or take a whole no. bunch of eggs. That's what I was oh, telling him. Like the politician who got smacked with an egg. That was yeah, dope. That was I awesome. didn't see that. That's what I was telling Mike when I showed him this video was I wish the guy hooked it in. Really, you know, like a fucking yes, like yeah, a crumb, yeah. You know? When I showed him this video, <laughs> no, you, I showed you the video. <laughs> also, if you're already gonna reach into a thing of twelve eggs, why would you only pull out one? Pull out some animals. You got a little hands. Yeah, I'm, I've been practicing every Halloween since I was twelve. You know, these libtards got tiny hands, man. <laughs> I just want to point something out to you. There was a moment in this shit. video. I just want to. Uh, shit, I gotta bring it up. Yeah. Oh my god. Yo, so right here, you see this. He missed with the egg. You're no, saying no, there's so evidence. He, so that... he catches him with the egg, uh-huh. right? And then yeah. he gets the tackle to the ground, right? Right. He does like a you know Ninja. Minari roll. Yeah. But yo, you see my man come here with the ill high kick? Look at this. He looks like he's trying to punt him. You see this? Who's he? Who's he kicking the Nazi? Yeah, yeah. It looked like he hit a perfect switch kick on that Nazi right when the camera cut away. That's probably why they cut it away. I like. Okay, pause it right there. Ninja I like Nazis how versus karate feminists. <laughs> I like. I like how he's running with the flag like he's about to plant it into the park and declare victory for Nazis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought he switched sides. That, that was like that uphill run like in battle where he had the flag. I swear ready to God, to I go. heard him go, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see where the fucking fright breaks out. Let's see what happens here. I got to keep Googling. Um, oh, there's an eight minute one I only on YouTube. Saw, yeah, I only saw the short one. Like, that's all I saw. Oh, I didn't even I notice the fight was breaking out. Right at the end, too. Right when everything gets hot, they'd cut it out. Hot and heavy? Heavy-handed. Well, it looks like... Hold on. This looks like it's a little bit longer. <laughs> it looks like he's throwing eggs back. Let's... Oh, it turned into a whole egg fight? <laughs> that's fun. The Nazi that's came so, with eggs? Is that what I'm That's so hearing? nice that it fucking started out so terrible and ended up in a like, fun food fight, you know? The Nazi went across to Whole Foods and he got some like, high-grade <laughs> eggs. He came back. Some expensive-ass <laughs> eggs. Uh, what he's really about. offended about is that they were uh, the large brown eggs. <laughs> right. At least hit me with the white eggs. <laughs> oh, throwing eggs again. Oh, they're just nailing him still. Yep, they're hooking eggs. Oh, it's so like a whole Isn't bunch multiple of multiple people. A whole bunch of people no. showed up with eggs. Well, I think and it was that's... one guy with a back basket of eggs, and they're like, "Hey, he started eggs. handing them out." Yeah, he started handing it out like he's at a concert. <laughs> and that's one of those situations you can't get that upset with the cops for not doing anything. There's that cop fan right there, where, like. You know, he lost his flag. Oh, no. <laughs> he lost his flag. <laughs> so sad. What I like Shut is some up, homeless person. Bitch. Some homeless person took it. And was like, this would be a nice blanket. All right. Uh, is the is the next guy uh, ready to go? <laughs> uh, don't see him, uh, but he isn't supposed to call in for another minute. So. All right. So let's waste a minute. If he doesn't, we're gonna we're we're gonna skip him and we're gonna get into the one other topic that I had. Actually, before that, I want to pull up this article by Warren Buffett. Um, if you can click on my notes, it's the 
Um, yeah, I could just read it. Actually, can you pull that article by Jimmy Buffett I sent you uh, about hanging out on the beach? Ooh. You know what? Fucking I think I'm going to go with that up. topic as the producer. <laughs> um, no, give me one second. I like man. Jimmy Buffett. I don't like Jimmy Buffett. I lied. I like the idea of Jimmy Buffett. You I know? like that he exists. Yeah. I'm not upset at him. Right. Yeah, you're not mad at him? I, like, I don't even really know the cheeseburger song. That's one of... I mean, his most famous one is the... Paradise. It's great. Is, is that it? really a song? Pull that... All right, can you pull up Cheeseburger like, in Paradise know, while we I wait? I know Wasting Away. That song I know. Uh, everyone knows that. Cheeseburger in Paradise is I never is loved... Wait, like, Wasting Away and Margarita never really did it. You know what I mean? It was whatever. Here we go. This is my shit. If you ever want to eat on the beach, get yeah. fat and greasy... This is the song to play. I feel like I should be drinking out of a pineapple right yeah, now. Yeah, a big fucking pint pineapple. Yeah, with a little umbrella in it. Yeah. Is it weird that this makes me want to suck one of your dicks? No, <laughs> hey, I'll whip it out. <laughs> Natural, brother. Is that is that why people got us so into Buffett? <laughs> <laughs> they were called closeted homosexual. <laughs> Not too bad. You talk of me. Cheeseburger in paradise. I'll be honest, it grew on me already. already. <laughs> it's, it's a good song. It's a fun one. We listened to this on the way back home, man. Right. Can we start it. a restaurant called Cheeseburger in Paradise? <laughs> it's uh, illegal. It's thing. illegal to do that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Cheat. Maybe you could do like cheese steaks. And... Eric, did you good at this shit? Look it yeah. up. See if well, that's we long. got the guy. No, I mean that blends perfectly into the topic that you were just talking about, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mike Harrington. He's with better a at this smooth show. Transition. Product, smooth producer. transition. Yeah, the one the You know who I'm... enjoys the cheeseburger in paradise? Warren Buffett. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Buffett. So, you hear so much about like eating healthy. We even had my friend on Eric Levi. He was giving us all the health tips. Of course. Uh, and you hear so much from people about how that helps them be clear-headed and successful and that, you know, if you're unhealthy, you'll never have the energy to move ahead in life. And that's why I think we got to give props Why'd to Why did you Warren. look at me when you said all that? <laughs> I, was, I was really trying you to... You started saying, like, personal shit. I was really trying to let you know <laughs> that you can... nobody. Look at me in this fucking shirt. It's Titty City over here. So we're on, we're on the same page. Well, they look firm, dude. They, they've been looking better. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, shit. Holy what shit. Titty City. like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, be gra- don't be grabbing my titties. Well, don't be sending them my, out then. My, my titties are for me and me only. Yeah, yeah he well, was asking you, for it. Remember, you just I put went, it on the internet. I once, buddy. Had, I once had a joke on stage about my titties at the end of a show, and this was like a real show. I was doing in Connecticut. I think I was featuring. Some lady walked up to me. I was like talking to other people, and she walked up, just grabbed my tit, and like, oh, you do have tits. Yeah. I'm like, why is that okay? Well, you yeah. invited it, man. So do you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Then I would have been in jail. I'd be like, she exactly. fucking grabbed my tits first. What the fuck, Cops dude? Would be like, we saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the second hit. It's a retaliation hit that gets you off the flag. Exactly like that egg asshole. <laughs> All right. So we got to give praise to Warren Buffett because one of the most successful people ever. And this guy gulps down five cans of Coca-Cola a day, eats Ooh. McDonald's chicken nuggets at least three times a day, a week, and loves Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen ice cream for dessert. But he also gets a teenage blood transfusion every week, so I don't and think I, it's... Here's the other thing. I don't think this is true. He owns all these companies. I think he gets a list of the companies that he works for. And he's <laughs> says, the I world's, love this. Yeah, he's the world's greatest endorser where everyone's out. It, it, it's like this like hawking fucking cigarettes and then showing up to places because you own cigarettes and you smoke and you go, I don't know what you're talking about. This shit's great for my lungs. I don't think he really is this unhealthy. I think he's a really smart billionaire and he's got no fucking soul. And so he'll show up and tell people, oh, what are you talking about? I fucking love Coca-Cola. <laughs> McDonald's I believe fucking it. every day. Yeah, but all right, I, you got to give credit where credit's due. He's got this great joke where people have asked him about why he has a diet so high in sugar and fat. 
Buffered offered some incredible logic. I checked the actuarial tables and the lowest death rate is among six-year-olds. So I decided to eat like a six-year-old. It's the safest course I can take. Hell yeah. I'll give him props on that. He's got a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing is one of his other brands, and he doesn't own this, but he's been wanting to buy it for years, Utz. Apparently he loves Utz potato chips. And Utz seems like the worst and poorest of the chip brands. I tell you, they don't have good bags. They're yeah, their bags, bags look poor. I'm yeah. saying it's literally their packaging. I don't think their yeah. product is I like, worse. I like my chips in a can. They got that. What that, do you mean? Like, Pringles. <laughs> Pringles, retard. That's not Utz's. I don't know what I'm saying. Like, we're yeah, well, he likes the <laughs> chips in a <laughs> can. Robbie, Robbie just got so mad. Pringles aren't chips, man. It's a different thing. I've never it's felt the, more threatened. It's in the chip category. It's yeah, a chip, they're like it's a, a paste, it's a, right? It's a cousin yeah, of no, chip. Yeah, no, they legally can't call it potato chip because there's not enough potato in it, which is like, Ooh, what? what am I eating? What the? Because yeah, it's like, such a low, like 15% potato. As it is, potato chips weren't healthy. So the fact that you're have like, you're not even the potato Potato chip, you're the artificial potato <laughs> chip. Yoga mattress, like. Do you understand? Oh that's ins- your art. Oh, that's that's disgusting. Yeah, um, yeah. Pringles are the worst. Why do you was... think they come in a can like that? They're ninety percent tennis. Ball. Oh, because it will just <laughs> it will just leak through even a plastic bag. <laughs> it's like uh, a nuclear reactor. So on that note, but there is something about the Uts packaging. It's got that, that creepy doll poor. girl. Yeah, it that looks creepy Chinese doll. Up? I don't know. I'm what's the I'm what, the worst fat guy ever. Anything, the only thing that stands out to me for Uts is being decent, but even I feel grimy and poor when I buy it. Is their party mix? Uts salt makes, and vinegar. No, salt but vinegar. if I'm getting a salt and vinegar chip, I, I haven't eaten chips in a while. I like to like like I'm so healthy. I gave up chips in high school. So I'm not like wow. a chips guy. I'm I'm just a cake fiend. I got to get off the cake. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're chips. ready to call the show when I brought that cake in. I know. I want it. That's why I'm fumbling <laughs> over my words. I'm just checking thinking, in on it. Hey, that cake all right in there? I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been dying out there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, fuck get it, gonna, we'll get another one. Get that shit on life support. That cake better be at its freshest when when we call in an episode. <laughs> Check in on it. We might have to cancel cake that next watch. call. Just Mike put the Harrington. camera right on. Ooh, oh, look at that. Fresh. Look at that. All right. It has been Run Your what Mouth I, Podcast. <laughs> what I really like about this, though, is that it's getting like just warm enough where it's going to be so easy to cut into with these shitty plastic knives that yes. we have. Can you uh, say that again, but slower? Hell yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm edging on this cake. <laughs> All right. Can we get Literally. this? Uh, can we get this guy on? Is he available? Uh, he's having a hard time with VMix. So, so you want me to just call him? Yeah, All right, just cool. Stop call. calling these rednecks. They don't know how the technology works. <laughs> What's up, Ken? Welcome back to the Run Your... You've never been on. Welcome to the Run Your Mouth podcast. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you here. As we've said, we're out. We're reaching out to real human beings. We're out in the world confronting the government, keeping them from living an honest life, making some money, providing for their families. Do you have a family? I don't know. You might be very single. Yeah, I've got a wife. Yeah. (laughs) You got a wife. Trying to provide for their wives. Is she a nice lady? No. Oh, uh, you're most fine. Yeah. <laughs> how's she looking? Yeah, how's she looking? We're, oh, we're, great. Well, yeah. Well, she's she's actually uh, we're we're expecting the baby in October. So, oh, congratulations! So kind of show up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Thank you. So she's got those big fat milk tits. <laughs> oh yeah, <it's> great. <laughs> I'm so jealous, man. The, the big heavy milky titties are coming in. Congrats, man. Yeah. Tell us about the uh, the magical night when you knocked her up. Let us know where was it, what happened, what kind of music was playing. 
Oh, you... it was it was born. You know, we were good old good old fashioned Southern Christian. So you know, the missionary, nice and uh, you know, quiet. <laughs> just the way, just the way the Lord likes it. That means you're going to have a smart, exactly, holy yeah. kid. That's the way you're supposed to do Don't it. Do it through a hole in the sheet. No, that that's never been true. That's I, that, I don't know. You got really defensive, Rob. Really <laughs> I'm only defensive because I really want to eat that cake. You know what I mean? I'm just on edge at this point. Yeah, we uh, we picked up some uh, some birthday cake for Mike Harrington, so it might be a short interview because uh, you know we want to eat some cake. So you were calling, and you said that um, you were was it was it law? Was that what they were getting in the way for? What's your industry, dude? Uh, yeah, well, it's a little bit of everything. I actually have my law degree, my JD. And um, I thought you said your just, laundry. I'm like, what is, <laughs> yeah. How's that going to help us yeah. out? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I got my law degree, and uh, and just the, the amount of bullshit you have to jump through in order to to finish the process was just so ridiculous. And I didn't really have to do it. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to get scholarships for for everything, so I don't have the debt to kind of weigh me down. So I just decided it wasn't worth the bullshit. But it's I mean, it's crazy. The, the the hoops you have to jump through just to get you know into law is one thing, but it's not just that you know. Because I, I went after that, I looked at doing financial services, and that's just as bad, if not worse. And uh, actually, right now I'm selling insurance, and uh, I had to get a license to do that. It's like a fourteen dollar an hour job plus commissions, and I had to get a license to do it. And it's it's complete bullshit. And Tennessee is bad, you know, like the cosmetologists like the people who cut your hair have to get 2000 hours worth of training before they can do it. So and, let's, uh, um, l- l- let's hop yeah. in on that. Let's just talk about it a little bit. So it does happen to be licensing laws. In my opinion, do you serve as a protection racket for people that are within industries? Like one of the big stories a couple years back yeah. where people started doing like teeth whitening and then dentists were trying to do, um, we're trying to like prevent, the teeth whiteners because they wanted you to have to go see a dentist, even though you don't really need to see a dentist to have your teeth whitened. Um, but essentially the more requirements exist to try and work a profession, the better it is for the people who currently like for like taxi medallions was essentially a licensing law or, um, what I saw is in New York a couple of years ago, they increased, uh, like accountants made it that you then had to get a master's degree, you know what I mean? Which means that you have to spend yeah. an entire another year taking on debt when there have been perfectly good accountants for the last 40 years working in New York who never had a master's degree. They just went to work. But it's advantageous for anybody who's currently working in an industry to try and make it as difficult as possible to to get a job within that industry because it's basically a protection racket. It's not like they don't they don't want the competition of new people. Um so yeah, what are and, Yeah. Yeah, it it's crazy cuz cuz the uh the people that get to set the rules, the, the government basically hands over the power to these private bodies that get to make up all the rules. So the, the, the Bar Association, it's kind of like the Fed. It's not a part of the government. You know, you know, and these people don't get elected by the public at large. It's just lawyers and members of the bar get to vote on uh, who's going to run the, their Bar Association. But then that Bar Association gets to make the, the rules and they set the, the requirements to pass the test. Like when I was in law school, I took the ethics, you take the ethics exam in your second year and I passed the ethics exam. But now if I were to go back and try to take the bar exam, I wouldn't be allowed to because they, they raised the score you have to get because too many people were passing the ethics exam. So they had to raise the bar on it to where now I have a failing score. Uh, it's not like I'm any more or less ethical now than I was, you know, two years ago, but 
um, they just had to move the goalpost because, like you said, it's just too many people are getting in there and they're trying to protect themselves and control the supply-demand curve in, in the only way they can, which is cutting back the supply of labor. Got you. And so, and by the way, the supply of labor, um, two things. Firstly, it benefits everybody who is trying to get a hold of a lawyer or trying to get a hold of a oh, person to have their yeah. teeth whitened or any other task. And the other thing is like when you keep people from joining, I had a terrible experience in college. I really did. And when you keep people out of the workforce because of things that aren't actually important to a job, um, I think you actually deprive the workforce of potentially good or creative workers. And you also put like bad thoughts in people's head about what their skill set may or may not be when the tools that you're using to evaluate it, such as like your ability to pack pass an ethics test probably has nothing to do with what you ever actually are confronting when you're actually in the workforce. Like myself, for example, did terrible in college. I ended up working in sales. The sales knowledge that I have has zero to do with anything I learned in college. Zero. I literally took yeah. a one week yeah, class. <laughs> I took a one week class for a corporation that treated me really nicely, paid for me to take the class. It was a very different environment from school. And then a week later, I was on this floor selling shit, didn't know what I was doing, figured it over time. And now I'm a career sales professional, had nothing to do with anything I learned in college. Not only does it have nothing to do with what I learned in college, I left college thinking that I was like a really dumb person who was never going to succeed in life because just school was the wrong environment for me. Um, So what else do you have on us for licensing laws? What else like particularly have you confronted that you can kind of point right to and go, Hey, this definitely shouldn't exist. Yeah. So, um, like for like for the FINRA, um, they're the ones that control the financial services industry. So, uh, and it's kind of the same thing with, with like you said, the teeth whiteners or with like white lawyers, they get, there's a quasi public, quasi private kind of in the middle entity and they make the rules on who's allowed to be a financial advisor so basically who's allowed to sell mutual funds and, and, and do all that kind of stuff um and to actually to take the finra series seven exam which that's the one you have to take if you're actually going to try to do this as a career you gotta get sponsored you be, right yeah you have to be sponsored by a member organization so they these these organizations they'll have these entry-level positions to bring in young people and they make it sound it's nice servitude. And it's fucking servitude yeah, and, and, Exactly. Yeah, and then they make you go hit up all your friends and family and beg for their money, and then once you can't do it anymore, um, they they end up so let's just by the way you on the way out. So let's explain yeah. that point because I actually I did once work an insurance job. So essentially, if you're at the bottom rung of working something like an insurance job, or you, let's say you're, you're a junior stockbroker and you're working, I don't know, it doesn't matter what the big bank is. So what they're going to tell you is, listen, you got to bring in some business. You're the new guy here. You've got your friends. You got your relatives. Give me that book of business. I need you to call your mom and look at what her retirement portfolio is. I need you to call what you got a best friend, Bill. He just started a job. Cool. Get him in here. We've got some bonds that we can sell him in. So, but yep. here's what's crazy about that. So like, let's say you're a young kid and you just say, I, Hey, I want to work in financial services. So the only way that you're allowed to do that is if you can pass these exams. So I guess this, I don't know if this is true in every state, but it sounds like in your state, you have to actually be sponsored by a company that's doing business in order to take that exam. 
So in other words, it's impossible for you to ever just go out in the field and do business. What do you mean sponsored by? Like, so in other words, they have to say like, I vouch for yes, this person. They have to say, is that accurate? Or they just have to pay for you to take the test. And then you have to wear their logo on your shorts. <laughs> in the front yeah. of your car. Yeah. No, is it, when you say sponsored, I think it means not only do they pay for the test, but it's like you as an individual can't just pay for it. You need a company to actually vouch for the fact that you're working in the field and that you're eligible to take it. Is that accurate? Right, yeah. Well, I'm not going to name names, but it's a company that rhymes with Tedward Bones. Um, <laughs> and I actually got pretty far in the process starting with them before I figured out what the whole system was. And yeah, you, you have to like be an employee of them before is you that, can take it. And is that true? So is that true in every state? Yeah, it, it's, it's thinner as a national thing. So, I mean, they, you have to have some big company like Merrill Lynch or Edward Jones or one of the other big ones. Uh, and they have to they have to basically sponsor you. It's like they have to submit to FINRA that you are affiliated with them in order for you to pass. Right, so a, not pass, you need to take the test. So at the beginning of your career, it's literally impossible to be some genius wizard kid who actually has an idea for selling people investments that would do well for their retirement because you have to actually be working at one of these established corporations. That's what you're saying. And then you're saying that yeah. the worst side of that is, I'm sure it's not true at every firm, but at some of these firms, they're going to underpay you in the first couple of years and they're going to exhaust your personal contacts for their business, which also means that there's a fallout rate and they do the math on this shit. They're smart finance guys. Like it might be that one out of every four people actually continues with the career in them, but that they win on the three out of the other four, because even though they got to pay for the seven sevens, they end up generating enough business from essentially the lead list. All right. I like right. it. You got any other scams yeah. for us? What else is the government doing to Hell fuck yeah. us out of our money? I, you know, oh, I got a, I got a wife. I got a wife. I fucked her uh, in the missionary position. I'm a good Christian <laughs> man. I got big old milk juggy titties walking oh, around man. my house. I'm ready to give birth to this kid, trying to have some money so I can feed the thing. And the government's getting in the way with these goddamn. Uh, sorry, we don't use that language here. We're we're Christians. We're we're trying to be in the Lord's grace, and and, and they're getting in the way of me trying to feed my kid. And what else are they doing to get in the way? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, like the big one in Tennessee is uh, like the, the cosmetologist. So it's like you have to do it for 2,000 hours worth of classes before you're allowed to cut hair. Is that what your wife so, does? Um, she a cosmetologist? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, if, if you're if so, like any like, young single mom around here who, you know, like she, she grew up cutting her siblings' hair or whatever. You know, it's not. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to cut hair. I mean, let's just being honest. You know, it doesn't take. No, I tried to cut hours. my bangs like three weeks ago. <laughs> that shit's <Yeah>. rocket science. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but yeah, it's that kind of stuff. And there's a funny one in Tennessee. Um, they these horse masseuses uh, try to get masseuses? this. Yeah, like they they rub horses. Are they yeah, jerking them off? They must be jerking them off. Horse dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you get to the dick, and if they're hard, they leave twenty dollars. No, that's yeah. for sure what you do. You start off, you start with the shoulders, then you get to the back. And you say tip, tip, and then you touch your mouth. You, you pet the tail, <laughs> and you jerk off the horse. All right, you so know, put on some smooth jazz, set the mood. Yeah, but yeah, they, they tried to get uh, a license, or you had to get a license from the state to do that, and I, I don't think it was successful. But um, yeah, and it's 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 always like making that first connection because uh, I used to work in, in state government, and I was in the legislature. And I was so confused when I saw that kind of stuff. I'm like, why would you want to regulate yourself? But it's like you said, you know, they're not regulating themselves. Yeah, they want, a, they want a protection. The guys. Yeah. They want to keep, yeah, they want exactly. to keep the new people out. Um, all right. So now you went to law school and you're a lawyer, right? 
Well, I, I would, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, I don't have my license. Uh, I decided not to do that. I'm just selling insurance right now. Just, uh, just, you know, slap it like a normal guy. All right. Well, dude, we got, we got people listening to the show. Maybe they need some insurance. Do you want to, you want to plug your business? You don't have to, but you could. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, you know, home auto insurance, anything like that. Uh, I work at an all state agency here in middle Tennessee. It's uh, Steve Bloom agency. You can look us up and uh, yeah, feel free to give me a call and love to, love to help some people out and hopefully not rip you off like everyone else. There you go. Fucking sales. I like it. People come on the show. They plug their shit. If you're out there, you need your auto insurance. You need your car insurance. I have Allstate. Can you you fuck with me and help me? Yeah. Can you just transfer his account over to you and make the money on it? Uh, No, because they make the loss to where it has to be in Tennessee. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many listeners we got in Tennessee, man. But, you know. I, I, I yeah, it's, it's it's probably a rough rough bet, but you never know. There's, there's got to be some of us around here. There you go. People, hit him up. If you're living out in Tennessee and need some insurance, this guy's got the, the wife with the big old milk titties and a kid in the way. So Look help for the, the chick man who's out. like two months preggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you gave up your name. People are going to actually be able to stalk your wife and see exactly what oh, I'm drinking off to that time. <laughs> do you want to rescind that? We can edit it out. If not, I'm going to encourage our fans, please go stalk this man's wife. Yeah, what's her Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, don't do anything creepy. They're a nice Christian couple trying to support their child. And he's got a old... gun, I'm sure. Oh, Just yeah. DM her. What's oh, up, yeah, milk definitely. tits? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> come, come try it. <laughs> Make his day. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for giving us the intel and listening to the show. Uh, we'll catch you next time. We're going to go eat some cake. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. All right. I definitely have more topics prepared, but I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. I say we eat some cake. I think we got this some good content on this us. episode. Cake so, uh, Harrington, do you feel do you feel redeemed? Because I did, I did take your side in the end. I did label it as defamation. I think you're a weirdo for the pride that you took in it, but we did. La- do you feel? Do we? Do we redeem you? Did we get your back good enough? Yeah, yeah, Robbie. I uh, I think you were <laughs> definitely looking out for me. I don't think you set me up for failure in any way, shape, or form. And uh, Alex didn't totally just pull a heel move and uh, whip her dick out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that positive note, that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Thank you.